Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Hi, angels. Welcome to episode 93. What are we doing today, Vanessa? Uh, Well, right now I'm spacing out thinking, did we meet in 93? (laughs) Like that was just kind of went through my head. I'm well, like, what's the significance of 93? It felt significant. Well, yeah, it was my sophomore year of high school. And so that's when I, that's when I signed up for cheerleading. I don't think I did it my freshman year. I only did it for three years. Okay. So that had to have been. So here we go. <laughs> that's where I got that from. I was like, what's so special about 93 in my head right now? And I went through, you know, as normal, Uh, what hockey players that's usually the first thing (laughs) and then then I go to years and I was like oh that might be like a this is special that's a long time ago (laughs) that means we've known each other for 29 years Vanessa that makes me feel old (laughs) yeah Yeah. at first I thought 20 years and I was like no that's not it (laughs) that's not it you already had your 20 year high school reunion so it's more than that (laughs) We were youngins when we met each other. We were. And odd. Okay, here we go. All right. So anyway, angels, what you're about to get today is I'm going to tell you and then we're going to do it. Uh, Just random stuff. Just like us flowing, updating, talking about, you know, growth and how we're growing and things like that, because it seems like a good idea every now and then to loosen up and be real time us. Not that we show up every week and we're not, you know, being who we are, but I think, you know, sometimes people wonder, what are we doing? Well, who are we, right? Like we have lots of this information that we're giving you, but who are we and how do we actually practice this stuff in our lives and what does go on in our heads? So you're about to hear it. (laughs) You're about to hear a glimpse of the real time, like session we have prior to the to the Freud's angels yeah. like recording. And this is what we do. We start at eight 30 in the morning, guys. It is now 1133. We have yeah. been just, yes. Streaming consciousness oh. for three hours. Right. Already <laughs> before so we you, hit record. You guys wonder why I'm yawning by the time I get to the podcast is because I've been doing it for that long. It's like, Oh my God. <laughs> right. And we just open up. I mean, I think that that's what it, it's like. We know that the signal of us sitting down is like open up and let, let everything flow through. It's, it's like so, the safest place for it. Our ideas flow through our, you know, just life, what we're doing with our lives. We start to, you know, intuitively talk to each other and to ourselves. And yeah, it's like a, a true channel time. It feels like it's so easy and just natural but when we talk about meeting in 93, I don't know if you still have the video of our road trip, but I remember wearing a bandana <laughs> for quite a bit of my time. And I have one on right now, you guys that can't see it. So it's a little. <laughs> yes, because I remember that it was, it was, and I remember that you were, you were thinking about dyeing your hair and you yeah. know how you have that Clairol commercial that used to be like, you make me feel, and you promised yeah. everybody that 
you were going to sing that song on video. This is before cell phones, friends. We didn't have cell phones growing up in in high school. It wasn't part of our thing. So we didn't have Snapchat and TikTok and, you know, and all that stuff. We had like, yeah. I didn't even have- VHS (laughs) recorder. So, so, um, so yeah. And then what happened? Oh my gosh. So yeah, so we did end up, well, first of all, we're, this is the winter time. It was, it was like January. Was it spring break that we did this or it was some sort of break, but it was winter time because we were driving in a snow slash rainstorm and my battery decided, my alternator decided to go out in my car. So we were running off pure battery. And I tell you what, this is the resilience of the batteries of old plus my car. We had the heat going, the defroster, the windshield wipers going, the lights on. We drove from, we were at like Wilkes Bar. No, we were before Wilkes Bar. We were in New York. We were in like some mile marker in Southern New York. We're headed to um, Spring Grove, Pennsylvania. That was another, what, four hours? We were four hours out from four or five hours out from my parents' house, my dad's house. And we drove the whole way. And that battery lasted the whole way for like five hours of using all of these auxiliary things. And we just, because I remember calling my dad on the freaking payphone at the rest stop we stopped at. And he's like, well, just keep going, get as close as you can and let me know when we'll come get you. Well, we made it home. We made it all the way to the house. Yeah. And of course, my car, once I turned it off, it was dead. It was like, yeah, done. Yeah, done. It was like forget <laughs> it. Just forget yeah. it. And yeah, because yeah, we were going to fix my car because I remember we did didn't we do like coils that we did struts and we we, we did yeah so I'll we, never forget the manual <laughs> coil spring yeah thing. the that coil spring compressors those those that was that was we got the dangerous ones apparently yeah. so yeah um yeah. but so Vanessa did end up dyeing her hair while we were there. And she did sing on video and it was funny. It's hilarious. It was hilarious. We had a good time. We had, it was fun. That was like, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was my first like road trip, like on my own. I I couldn't believe that my parents let me do it. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like it, but even when you tell the story, like for, I mean, first of all, it's kind of like, oh, spring break and it was winter. Like, welcome to our lives living in New Hampshire. <laughs> like most people are like, was it winter though? Yes, it was. We're, our winter, we don't have spring. We just go right from winter to yeah. less winter into summer, which is most people's spring where it doesn't get any hotter than like 80 possibly. Um, but yeah, like how funny to look back and look at like how magic we were then. Yes. Well, we were without knowing we were six. I was 16. I was 16 years old. Like I had just got my car. I was driving on major highways, doing road trips that most people won't do as an adult in their first Mm -hmm. time out. And Vanessa and I were just like, yeah, we're going to do this and we're going to, it's going to be all right. And we just did it. We were like, everything's going to be fine. It's right. And then the battery did, but we were just like, we're just going to keep going and it's going to be, and it's going to work. You know, like, I I feel like, again, like going all the way back there and looking at it and being like, oh, we've been doing this a long time without knowing we were doing this a long time. True story. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it because 
it's just like, yeah, that was a long time ago. And I'm, and, and part of me is like, I don't know, just to, just to think back and how free and how we were not scared of anything. We were not scared of life. We were not scared to be adventurous. We were not scared to take road trips and be our, you know, free selves. And thank God your parents agreed to it and was like, yeah. yeah. Cause I don't know that, I mean, no parents would have agreed to that because of the fact that I was only 16. I, I only had my car for, I don't know how long. And yeah. yeah. So it was like, she put a lot of faith in me and the parents. Right. And I was, I mean, I'm younger than you. So yeah. I was younger than 16, just getting in a car and driving to Pennsylvania. I mean, and my parents, not that they were super strict, but I'm the oldest. So I did not get away with anything. I mean, it was like, no, it was like the, the, the automatic response that I had to do some convincing versus by the time my sister came around, they were like, we don't have time to fight with you. So just don't do anything stupid. Hopefully, you know, like, <laughs> right. Don't die. right. So it was like, you know, again, like kind of the cosmos intervening because it was for both of our highest goods that like miraculously, my parents were like, sure, like, go ahead, call us along. I mean, for hours, they didn't know where we were because we didn't have cell phones. Yes. Yes. I mean, could you imagine like we had phone cards, we had these cards that you could replenish that had a big fucking 12 digit number you had to enter in, in order to put your pin in to let you know, and then call the people like seriously, people, this is the way it used to be back when we were kids. And I used to laugh because I think we used to think that back in the olden days, you know, yeah. but I'm like, oh no, we're now the olden days. Yes. Yeah. Even thinking about that, like having to find a payphone, yeah, having to make sure you had minutes and you like, you know, we, you like rationed your minutes out <laughs> because you didn't know when there would be another place where you could buy more, another phone card. I mean, eight you know, archaic it feels like right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, wow. How, how much, how convenience has changed the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean that, so, so y'all who are wondering, (laughs) we've been making magic together for quite some time off and on, you know, that being early experience, but looking back on it now, I mean, I really think it's like a good reminder for me at least of being like, oh my God, like just where does there, where, where does any doubt come from? Really? You know, like, my gosh. And I had almost, I had like forgotten about the car trouble on the way. I, I, what I remembered the most was like trying not to die in between all of the 18 wheelers and, you know, like double, double the tandem trucks in this tiny little car. And it was like, oh my God, we're going to blow right off the road because the whole car weighs like the, what their wheel weighs. <laughs> Yeah. And I, you know, it's so funny because I think now about when I'm driving now, granted, I feel people, the way people drive now is far different because there are people on the roads that aren't required to necessarily go through driver's ed training where as we kind of did when we grew up. So I look at how people drive now and I'm far more wary on the road. Like I have a lot more, like, I don't, I don't want, I'm not afraid, but I'm also not like chill. Yeah. I'm very hyper vigilant because of just the way people drive nowadays and 
And I just like, wow, it's like to go back and to be that chill as I was that day. I mean, I was nervous, but I wasn't like I am now. I was just like, yeah. okay, we're just going to hold on and we're going to stay in our lane and we're going to do our thing. I just was like, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I, I just, it's amazing. It really is. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's a bit, a bit, right? Like we, we, when we set out to press record today, it was just kind of like, Hey, what's going to come out? And yeah. like, I'm kind of, it's kind of a starting with a bang. <laughs> like, yeah. That wasn't even on the radar. That just came in. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So, um, so uh, other things we've been talking about today, um, angels is that we have both been part now of the MeWe panels, um, for with Lorelai Schmayo. Um, they're at mewe.com, mewe.onlinefairs.com, which is a great place to go. So Vanessa and I have decided that, you know what? We have, we know a group of healers. We know many healers and readers and psychics and mediums and everything of different flavors. And we thought, why not, why not create our own set of panels? for it to give access to not only just our reach, but to everybody else's and to invite in four different um, readers or healers or depending on, you know, who, who wants to come on board and to create a panel where you can pay a small fee to ask a question. You get seven, you get what, what, up to six different um, practitioners in order to answer your question from whatever flavor that they do. Some are psychic, some are tarot, some are, you know, just mediums, whatever it is that they do. Um, and to have six different insights to what your question is. And I think that that's a great way to, if you're unsure about getting a reading, you're not sure where to go. You're not sure who to choose. You're like really on the fence about it, but you want to experience that it's a great place to experience it. It's free to watch, but it's a small fee to ask a question. And the, and the, the, um, the fees go towards being administering, you know, and creating the event and towards administrative costs. So I, so get ready. Um, our first one is May, what do we say? 21st? May 21st. At yeah. 6 p.m. Eastern standard time. And I really kind of wanted to cater to the East Coast because I find that uh, the MeWe Fairs have a lot of West Coast following and international following. Um, but I really wanted to connect with, uh, you know, just you guys about that. And I wanted to start talking about it because even though everything's not in place, I we're going to do it. So yes. it's just a matter of... <laughs> we're getting the details together, but I thought it was a really good time to share with you that yeah. we're doing this for you guys. You know, you, when you come on, you don't have to put your video on. You don't even have to, when you come into the group, you can change your name so that you're anonymous. So mm -hmm. you, if, if you don't want to, you know, maybe you have a family who isn't, doesn't like that stuff, but you're interested and curious and you want to be there and watch and attend, you're more than mm -hmm. welcome to. Trust me, the, the message is that, that, that we give others, everybody can use. It's not, I mean, there is specifics with that person, but the general information that is shared can be applied to everybody. I feel everybody can get Absolutely. something from it, even if you're not asking a question. So, yes. you know, whatever your situation is, whether you love these things and you're like, yeah, let's do it. 
or whether you're curious and you want to show up or whether, you know, this is something you want to explore, but you want to be, you want to be anonymous. It's easy to do that in these spaces. So there's room for everybody. There could be as many people on at one time and you all could watch, but yeah, I like it when people have questions because um, I feel that having six different people give you a reading is a pretty dope thing. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. You know, we, we, we try, we limit the, you know, each person speaking to like two minutes so that everybody has a chance if they need to. Um, and yeah, so join us, mark your calendars. May 21st is a Saturday. It's at 6 PM Eastern time for those of you on the East coast. Um, and for those of you on the West coast, it is 3 PM West coast time. So yeah. yeah join us. We're ready to do it. Um, we're ready to build our own type type of community and maybe we'll do these more and we'll switch up the people on the panel. We'll get different types of, um, practitioners in, uh, maybe we do group healings. Maybe, you know, we do some stuff and any ideas or thoughts as to what you may want. We welcome that so that we can provide that for you. Yeah. It's so exciting. Like, I feel like, you know, again, you know, the people are listening, they miss the, you know, the bulk of what we talk about because we talk and we talk and we talk and then we come on and we record. And today was one of those exciting days where we sat down, not knowing what, what to do and whatever. And, and we started a discussion based on our experience of the panel that we were on and, you know, what we loved about it and how we felt in that space and all of that kind of stuff. And just getting the downloads in real time of like, what if, you know, what if we had, we, we really did start because y'all, when we say this, we didn't just have the idea today. (laughs) We have had, we have, I have a notebook of ideas. (laughs) I have a notebook of plans. I have a notebook of, you know, just tons of stuff that we are excited to get into at some point, but knowing that those things didn't happen for a reason, that there was still evolution that we had to do separately, evolution that we had to do together and experiences clearly that we needed to have in order to find alternative ways that were outside of the very, what, what now looks like very narrow way that we thought we had to deliver information, right? Like when I look in the notebooks, I'm like, oh, those were very standard, you know, here's what we should do to let people know how to get this healing. And now it's like, oh, look at all these other ways that not only involve us, but involve other people, creating more community around us, involving our already existing healer communities so that we are coming together for a common cause of, you know, the people that we serve and finding other people that need to be served. You know, it's like really funny how it came about and how it just showed up today and how much we jumped into it. And I think that, you know, it's no surprise as we talked, we started the talk talking about our, our road trip and jumping through or whatever. I mean, it's kind of what we do. We're just like, yeah, that sounds great. Let's do it. Let's try it. <laughs> but seeing how connected that the, the feeling of this, I'm excited to just experience it as a creation, not just a, um, you know, something that I've that I kind of fell into and have it be a conscious creation this time and see how that feels. Um, and I really think, I mean, the idea what, what, of the, the panel, when I actually got to be on one and I saw the value where it's like, 
when you think of the fee that you pay for the question and all of the input that you get from six people, like the amount of money it would cost to get all of that information from those six people individually, (laughs) what a gift to have it be such a small price and really get, you know, that good, that good, good value. Um, I love it. I'm excited to do it. Um, and yeah, so that information is going to be out pretty soon. Um, we're gathering all of that stuff up and I think I love sharing it in real time because again, we've always made it, we've always tried to make our, the information that we give to be as real as possible. You know, we, we've always kind of felt disconnected from the people who show up in the after and try to explain the, the through, because there's so much that you miss. There just is. I know it from doing it myself is like, oh, I should write a book on whatever. It's like, I don't remember half of the stuff that happened in that story. It's going to take me a long time to like recover those memories. Whereas if I'm doing it in real time, all that real shit is there, right? The growing pains, the, the epiphanies that came along the way and at what part of the journey they showed up in. So that that can be part of the story that we tell. I love being able to say, we came up with this today. Yeah, we're, we, we're implementing it. It's going to evolve, y'all. Like, it's going to evolve. Yeah. Watch it happen. Get inspiration from it. What can you evolve from today that you maybe wouldn't have thought of doing, but can sit in that space of, of reality for a second of like, hey, I could probably do that. Look at, I mean... It's not scary. It doesn't have to be scary because nothing is a, nothing is a true failure. If you've tried nothing, not at all, hundred percent, not at all. And I think another thing to talk about is just that, you know, it's, it just, it's, it's another facet of how we want to serve you all and how that is. And I know we do our free readings on Facebook, but yeah, it's like what awesome would it be is to have four other practitioners mm-hmm. and for all of us to collaborate and to share what we're getting and to do it in a way that's safe and loving so yeah i hope you'll join us mark your calendars may 21st we'll be sending you know we'll be doing a lot of advertising on you know facebook and stuff and we'll yeah. you, you'll get our messages i'm sure some way yes and don't forget the anonymous part i feel like that was like one of our favorite parts of coming up with this is like we know that there's people hiding we know that you're all sitting in that spiritual closet listening to this podcast (laughs) saying like i can listen to you guys because it's safe nobody knows i'm listening nobody knows that i'm dabbling in this nobody knows that i'm curious about it you can show up in that space with that same energy and hear and ask questions you know we are all for being the bridge, you know, I talk about it all the time. I just want to be the bridge. I want to carry people from one place to another that they're afraid to go to because it's not scary over there. If you, if you can see it, it's meant for you to at least touch. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it here over the, over the side rail. Yeah, exactly. It may not be for you, but there's information there. You don't get the download if it's, if it's not, if it's useless in your life. Exactly. Exactly. There's no risk involved. Like, you know, it's, there's not, no one's going to come at you and be like, oh my God, I saw you on the whatever, whatever. No, it's not like that. It's not like that friends. So yeah. yeah. So fun times. We are um, really um, stepping into 
kind of expanding what how we um reach you guys um another thing so let's do personal updates okay (laughs) um i don't have an update other than i'm tired and i'm gonna say i'm tired probably till the next month um i i was funny i was reading part of y'all go to channingnicholas.com look for your horoscopes for this eclipse and some of the aspects of um venus and um and uh jupiter and pluto pluto's in retrograde too so we were we just we're getting through like so many weeks of a non-retrograde and that's why it's like we felt all giddy and um remember friends we're in pre-shadow mercury retrograde it shows up on may 10th it's coming so (laughs) it's yeah just be aware watch your words read your emails twice show up early for traveling you know how that you know the realm how to work through this um but in one of my horoscopes dealing with some of the eclipse and or some other um there was some other planetary aspect it said my horoscope had said to be comfortable with your relationship with rest and sure enough i'm like i have had like I could sleep. I slept what nine hours last night. I'm still tired. I'm still tired. Now I'm cutting over a sinus infection that is all in my chest right now, but um, that has some to do with it. Um, but yeah. So go read your horoscope, go find out how it's affecting you. Cause sometimes you'll be like, Oh, this isn't just something I have to worry about the tired thing. It's just planetary. And I just write it out. I take my naps where I can, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Other than that, personal items, there's not many big things happening. The body series, I promise I'm coming back. Um, I, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about, but I felt I needed to work through them first. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of aha epiphanies that I had recently that I want to share with y'all. But I feel I am... Like I'm almost, I need to process it through for me to get to the other side and then I'll bring it to you guys. But I, I haven't, like I said, this stuff takes time yeah. and, and I'm going through it. So if, you know, it may be just that I'm sitting in this holding pattern and that's okay. It's okay. But I will come back. I promise. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of my updates. What about you, Vanessa? Yeah. Well, that's that real time promise that you gave to everybody and that we, like as a brand to try to give to everybody, like, don't think this is linear. Do not think that this is step-by-step step, week by week. Like you'll like other people will have, you know, like four quick weeks to, there's no four quick weeks to nothing other than confusion most of the time <laughs> or, or depression that it didn't work quote unquote. Um, but yeah, some of this stuff takes weeks to work through months, depending on what comes up, you know, like when trauma comes up, around especially around our bodies because we have to deal with our bodies every day if there's a traumatic event that comes up for a client it's like dude you're not going to be okay next week you know and I, and that's me being honest with you that you'll you're a little bit better because you've let something out but there's going to be a lot of connectivity of that trauma to your entire life and that's going to take time to sort through so be patient be understanding that that process brings you closer to total you know, total healing of that trauma, but don't try to rush it. Don't try to believe these people that will tell you that, that, you know, once you, once you 
once you uncover it, you know, the strength comes like, it's not always that way. And, and I, that's what I love about this series and having it, having you be so honest with everybody, you know, and always saying like, nope, this one's taking a little bit. And um, the ownership that you feel toward giving that information of saying, no, 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 I want to share in real time, but I also want to make sure that the information that I give, I've already sorted through what is trauma-based, what is intuition-based, what is the work that's being done so that you're not one of those people just giving information for the sake of giving information. And I love that. I think that that's why it's as powerful as it is. I never wanted it to be like six steps to, you know, losing weight because mm-hmm. it's so much bigger than that. And I, as much as people may be like, I want that six steps, but honey, there are no six steps unless you've done all the work prior to this, the six steps happen in the last blush of the push. And it yeah. doesn't happen through the years or the months trying to get a hold on what your belief is around fat bodies. Yeah. Because your six steps may not be the same as anybody else's six, six steps. And there are basic, basic stuff. That's why, where, you know, where the, some of the concepts come for, yeah. for the podcast is, hey, there's some basic stuff that you got to work through, but it is not six simple steps. It may be eight complicated steps for somebody. It may be four less complicated steps for somebody. I mean, it's just your yeah. own journey is your own journey and honoring when you need to sort something out is the the best example to set for other people who need to allow themselves the time to sort something out. Yeah. A hundred percent. So, yeah, I love that. And yeah. being tired, you know, I mean, Hey, like you said, I, I had forgotten, I had forgotten to uh, go to, to, to the Channy Nicholas site. So I, I will be doing that shortly to see, um, you know, just, I know it'll line up. It always does, but also I, I do love getting the little bit of a heads up because a lot of times I, if I forget, I'm like, what's going on? And I'm like, Oh, I could have gotten this heads up. <laughs> like I definitely could have, I would have worked through this a little bit easier had I, you know, had a little bit of a heads up. Um, but for me, a lot of, a lot of, um, I wanted to say the word disruption, but I stopped myself for a reason because it doesn't feel like it's um, negative disruption and and the connotation of the word disruption feels negative right now, but um, going through a lot of growth, a lot of changes in my, in my life. Um, I think I've mentioned it before, but I'm mentioning it now because it is May 1st as we record this. It is my last month in this house that I've been in for three years. Um, and I don't know where the next one is yet. So it's a little bit like, all right, it is go time. And, um, that it is, um, it's brought up a lot for me. Um, though, you know, if you've been following all this time, or if you are a person who has known me personally, and you're listening to this podcast right now, you, you know, that I move around, that I am adventurous, that I don't generally have a lot of qualms about, changing spaces. Um, I just kind of go with the flow, but there's something that happened here in this pause of life that healed a lot of things that needed to be healed so that those jumps could be a little bit more meaningful and intentional. Um, and it's not to say that I haven't made all of my decisions intentionally, but 
some of the um some of the foundations of those decisions when 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 you look at them in retrospect you're like mm, the foundation not so good <laughs> right was meant to happen all of it meant to happen wouldn't change a damn thing about my life because of where it's at right now um and changing any of it would have thrown me off course but looking forward and saying okay i have an opportunity here to be super mindful super intentional super internal about this the force was external uh but it was also meant to be i probably now that i'm thinking about it i'm like oh no probably if we go back a year (laughs) in this podcast i may have said that i needed to go (laughs) i didn't (laughs) and so (laughs) i put it out there and it's being forced upon me right now in a way that i have turned exciting I feel that while there's a little creeping in of like, all right, dude, you got to get this going. There is a lot of excitement behind it. Um, The freedom of I can go anywhere is overwhelmingly great. (laughs) It's causing a lot of confusion in my little Libra Gemini head (laughs) because I am excited to go everywhere, (laughs) apparently. Um, but it's really opened me up to so much. And it's teaching me a lot about myself, my beliefs, the things that perhaps I need to let go of that were shameful or, um, you know, just deep rooted stuff. Um, I'll give you an example, you know, to try to bring it down to earth. Cause I feel it was even floating. Um, because this was kind of a, a quick decision. I wasn't ready, y'all. And I, yes, I know, like everybody probably is saying, you got to always be ready. Well, not me. I don't ever think that way. I don't ever think of, um, uh, you got to squirrel away in case, because to me, it feels like negative manifestation, <laughs> right? So it's like bringing it on. So I've been just living, I've been living with, you know, a little cushion, but so the idea of having to go and looking at rents and, all of that kind of stuff had me thinking, all right, maybe I want to buy something. Maybe I won't stay there forever, but maybe I'll buy something just to give me that little bit of stability and financially it'll be okay. And I had to do some deep internal thoughts on what does that mean? Because my family history um, of my parents moving us from the city of Lynn, Massachusetts, which is very much city to the dirt road woods of Ossipee, New Hampshire, where there was no cable. There still is no cable. (laughs) Like you have to have a satellite dish there because there's no cable. Uh, It's still a dirt road. Um, Yeah, it is still a dirt road. There's still like five families on the road. It's just, I mean, the middle of friggin' nowhere. And they did it. Um, in a panicked way, they did it without any money. They did it having to like sell a motorcycle in order to buy land. I mean, it was very resourceful. This is where I get my resourcefulness from. But we lived in a trailer. They got us a trailer and we lived in a trailer until it was time to build a house. And um, it was like, that's a, br- a blueprint that was given to me um, to use. And I abandoned that blueprint. I instead allowed that society blueprint of, um, of 
like, I guess achieving success is not repeating what has happened in your past, that achieving success is doing bigger and better than what you had. And that, that rubbed up against me pretty hard and pretty negatively at first. And I was like, where is like, what is that? What? So long story short, my journey right now is a journey to try to figure out uh, where and what to buy. (laughs) It's very exciting. Um, And it's go time. So that's my living situation (laughs) in a nutshell. Uh, Professionally, I uh, feel like I will always shift in my profession in one way or another, just because it's, um, it's my, it's my way, but it's, it's heading in such a beautiful space. This panel, creating this panel with grace feels so aligned and feels so right. And it is so not what you would think five years ago I would be doing as a therapist. So I'm loving on joining my psychology and my ever existing intuition together to create something, a beautiful offering for my clients and for myself. God, it's so much fun. (laughs) I am like having a blast showing up and being a channel and, you know, sitting in, in these practice sessions that I do on Friday nights and, and having no pressure and just letting things come through and seeing the resonation, not with ego, but seeing it with like, like just appreciation for being able to give messages to people that need it in a way that they can hear it the way that I like to hear it, the way that people do that for me. It's just kind of like that passing that energy along. It's so fun. So fun. So look out for that because there's a lot going on with that. <laughs> Welcome, my friend, to the dark side. No, just kidding. You've been you've been poking, you've been you've been right there. Like the wagon's here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for a long time you've been telling me, dude, the wagon's right here. Let me know. It's always it'll come right back around for you. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you say that, okay, this is where my mind goes. This is the fun part of what we do, guys. So I'm a big, I, I don't know. I had past lives in medieval England somewhere because I, because every time, and I watch a lot of documentaries. So when people talk about wagons, like say, you know, the bandwagon or whatever, I can only think about the black plague when they would have wagons go up and down the street saying, bring out your dead. <laughs> That's funny. Oh my God. That's funny. <laughs> Well, in a way that's relevant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. So yeah, this is, this is how we work friends. We are like, we take tangents and this is how we do it. But um, yeah, but you know, here's the thing. I I watched you struggle with it being afraid of people's reaction. Cause I get it when people, when I start talking about my own psychic work, people are like, we're like, what, you know, they were like, what? (laughs) They were afraid of it because they were afraid because people have a lot of misnomers and misconstructs about what it needs to be intuitive. Yeah. And I think you guys need to be not so afraid because it's not like I'm going to come up to you and read your mind. I respect your privacy. I respect your energy. I'm not going to do anything unless I ask permission. 
Right. Those of you who have read with me know that the first things out of my mouth is, may I work within your energy field and with your guides and my guides in order to do this session for you. I always ask permission because mm-hmm. consent is everything. Yeah. Consent is it. And if you have someone who's coming up to you saying, yeah, I got a message from a loved one. I, I mean, I know, I know Teresa Caputo does it. She does it. Mm-hmm. She'll go up to people in grocery stores and I get it and I get it. But I also think that in those moments, there's, there's a divine reason that that's happening. And I do feel that, that there is a seeking from that person and there is, they're signaling to the universe that they need someone to come into their life and do that. Now there is a synchronicity there. However, I still have a little bit of a hard time with it. Yeah. Well, and who knows? We're watching a TV show. How many people are telling her, I don't want to hear your shit. (laughs) Probably a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people that go, go away, crazy lady. Unless they, unless they know who she is, you know, people are like, what? Are you okay? Do you need help? Drugs? Like, yeah. Like nobody wants to see that on TV. So they're not going to put that shit on TV. I mean, people have come up to me in Sedona and been like, I have a message for you. And I'm like, great. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. I don't want people fucking with my energy fields. So I don't want to fuck with anybody's unless I have permission. End of story. And yeah. it's having integrity. Yeah. It's also giving people anonymity. So people who are psychic, people who are mediums, we're not going to go read your mind. We're not going to do this. If you call and book a reading and pay for it, that is technically permission, but I'm still going to ask for permission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because it's part I, of the intent too. Like that, that contract that we make verbally of being able to say, this is what I'm going to do. And you are getting your final warning but also your final like opening of the door that this is your intention. Yeah. So that whatever comes in, you're open to receiving because when you're not open to receiving things, it can be painful. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I want everybody to feel comfortable in, in the process. I don't want to feel like you don't have control because that's another thing. People don't like giving up control. And when they have a reading, they are kind of at the whim of what the angels and their guides are saying and what spirit may be saying. So they feel out of control. Well, that's, you have a a control at any moment to stop the session. Remember Mm -hmm. that if you're in the middle of any session and you're like, I'm not feeling this and I'm not, I'm also feeling a little anxiety. I know I've said this before somewhere. It's in one of our first three episodes, I believe. Yeah. But if you are in that space of you're getting a reading or a session and you're like, I am not comfortable. I think I know you have the right to say, I'm getting a really not good feeling with this session. And I think I, I'm, I'm done. If somebody comes to me, I mean, I had somebody come to me at the fair that I was last at. Um, There's another one coming in June 4th and 5th. So if you're in the Portland, Pacific Northwest area, come visit. Um, so, and, and say to me, you know, are you the one that's the medium? And while I do some mediumship, I don't advertise it because it's not something I'm hugely connected to. So um, I said, no, but there is one in the back of the room. I could have taken her. I could have done it. 
but because I did feel she was for me, yeah. I sent her to the person I felt she was for. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, and that's part of, I think we were talking about that earlier too, is having that integrity. Like, oh, there's a lot of healers and there's a lot of readers out there that are is like, I'm the best and everybody else is shit. I'm an elite. I studied with this person. I studied with that person. And they're probably really fucking good. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we need to kind of end the this or that. And we need to kind of come together as a community and help those who need it. Mm-hmm. We can't, you can't heal decisiveness, divisiveness, if you are a person who thinks you're better than somebody else. And that to me says that you're in your ego about your job and what you're here to do. And because you're in your ego about what you're here to do, it's not going to serve the people. And that means you're also out of alignment with what I would want from a reader. Yeah. And also very much buying into that thing that has nothing to do with our spirit existence here, which is capitalism type, you know, society elitism type thing. That is not something that our souls come with. That is not part of our, you know, original makeup that is created. And when we feel the need to be better, that's that evaluation scale that we've been taught. That evaluation scale does not exist on a soul level at all. It's just connection to connection to connect to, to, sorry, to connection. And does that mean that we don't say that we're good at what we do. Of course we can say that we're good at what we do, but that's a self-evaluation and that's it. You know, like, Hey, I I do it. I feel, I feel like I do a good job here. I'm always pure. I'm always trying to make sure that I'm doing the best that I can. Great. I want somebody like that. If somebody tells me that they are the best at something, I automatically feel like well, now you have a scale that you feel like you have to achieve, which means that it's not, it maybe isn't always going to be in a pure form because what I know about myself is that I'm not always on. Yep. And then when I'm not on, when I sit down and I'm like ready to see a client and I'm like, I don't know what the, f- like I'm lost. Yeah. I'll pull a card. Because I'm like, somebody's got to tell me something. My, like, I'm in, a, I'm in a space. Like, I need another way to, to, to say something. I know that I can be off. And if I show up pretending that I'm not off because I need to be the best, I'm not going to do a good job. And I want to do a good job. I want people to feel like they're getting what they, what they need. Yep. Absolutely. 110%. And the other side of that too is that it's, it's, there are some people out there that are in it for the money mm-hmm. and they use their gifts and that's their choice. But, mm-hmm. and, and it's not to say that I don't charge. I do charge because it's my time. It's my practice of being open to spirit. It's your, you know, I, you have, it's like a muscle. You have to practice being open and to mm-hmm. allow that clear conduit because if I'm filtering stuff that's coming through, that's not being integrous. So it's just something that we've been kind of talking about today. It's just that that's why we want to bring people together and other practitioners, because it's a, it's not a, it's not just me healing the world. It's us. It's all of us. We're all doing our part to do our best to help give others whatever they need to heal and to move forward. 
So that's, that's kind of where we're at with that. And I don't know why I got on that tangent. <laughs> well, because I was talking about how, like, you know, we were talking about the ego, right. And like, and, and being like, I'm the best. And I was trained here, there and everywhere, which is, you know, again, great. Everybody has their ways of, of doing, I, I know people who were never trained by a person at all. Like they just did it. And it's like, you're, you're not less valid than somebody who has a certificate. You right. just went a different route. You know, but in our society, we learn that people who have a piece of paper are somehow, you know, bigger than, you know, the, the, the people who aren't. And it's like, no, not at all at all. Right. Like we know people with pieces of paper that are not, not doing a good job, <laughs> right? Like they're, yeah, it, it's not that, but, you know, I, I, and I think that that's, um, major in this, I think our own journeys, Um, I think we, I mean, we knew each other obviously for a long time, but I think when we collaborated and melded these seemingly two different worlds, (laughs) I think it really solidified that knowledge that, wow, community healing is like way better, right? When we talk about scales of better and worse, I feel very comfortable using that one because I've seen what happens when you ignore the total and ignore all of the other things because you're trying to make one thing the best. And it's like, oh no, no, the community is best. And that just, that puts it into infinity. Yeah. It doesn't mean one community is better than others. It just means the actual (laughs) community. And that's why I'm excited to do it. That's why I'm excited to be part of it. When I, the couple panels I've sat in on, I'm like in awe too, you know, I'm not up there being like, oh, I got to be better than them. I'm like, Ooh, what do you have to say? Like, I'm interested in how that happens for them and what they're gonna, what, what specific brand of information they get, (laughs) because it's cool to me. It's not like I am. Oh no. Oh no. I'm not as good. It's like, no, I just have different information. That's all. (laughs) And I love it. Yeah. It's just a different facet of the same diamond. Yeah. That's how I say, I always say that. And I always, you know, create that environment. Are there people in the world that I don't really want to work with? Sure. Because our energies don't match, but that doesn't mean that they're bad or that they're not useful to people around them. It's just that for me, I, you know, there's certain energies that I don't work. I don't sync up with. And that's just the proof. That's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, it's not a negative or, you know, a bad thing. It's just the way it is. I don't discount their, their power or what they do or how good they're doing. It's just doesn't resonate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I think with, you know, Vanessa, with your evolution into your intuitive self, I just, it's like, there was so much, I think that happened after you opened that up for yourself, after you allowed yourself to be that, it's like, all of a sudden it was like, everything was waiting for that moment. And it was like, all of a sudden it was like, here we are. Yes. (laughs) And thank you. We've been waiting. Yeah. And I, I just, I, I feel this sense of like, like I, cause I just, yeah. As I'm talking to you and I was talking about how I heard, and Holly's very proud of you. Um, And so it was like, okay. And so it's just, yeah, 
it takes a lot of bravery. It takes a lot of work. It, it takes a lot of heart to own it. It also takes a lot of guts because you're, you're creating a path that, like you said, psychology was some, at one point, never a thing. It was, it was a bunch of things, all these things in psychology, all these things were made up at one point and they, mm-hmm. they were theories that became mm-hmm. concrete because no one contradicted their theory. Right. Right. And so I feel intuitive counseling is that next level therapy because you're not discounting the knowledge of the brain and the knowledge and the behavioral and you're taking all of that goodness that psychology is and you're but you're bringing in that intuitive hit to help people find that wellness I think faster I think it 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 quick it guys you get to the heart of the matter quicker rather than them not really sure, you know, you wait, wait, wait for the parallels to hit for them. And mm-hmm. then, but if you have a question or you have an insight that you can say, okay, well, what do you, what do you think that means? What does this mean to this situation? And then mm-hmm. you see the, the hit and that, that, oh, like mm-hmm. I know me doing it in my own way, like me being intuitive and having healing sessions, but also having therapy it, it increased my therapy. Like it was like their speed. Like Mm -hmm. I grew in those moments exponentially because of having the two of them and to have meld them together, they're getting like a two for one package kind of deal because, you know, to me, that's just, it's awesome. It's awesome. That's super fun. But even when, like, when I look at that timeline, like, and, and, and it's funny that you brought up Holly because <laughs> Holly was one of the people that was, she was so like, she didn't want to tell me, she didn't want to tell me what she knew <laughs> because she saw, she saw how confused I was and saw how like, well, also stubborn I was. Um, but I can remember a conversation. I can remember a conversation when I was in Texas talking to her on the phone and saying, oh, this is what I'm going to do. And it's going to be awesome. And she, <laughs> she was like, do you want me to give, do you want me to get a read on that? And, Cause that's how she would ask, you know, permission basically. And I, yeah, sure. You know, like, Hey, if, if you feel like it, it's fine. And she was like, you're going to be wildly successful at what you do, but it's not going to look like what you think it looks like right now. <laughs> And I remember at that moment being like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, I'm literally talking about what I'm supposed to do on this earth. In that moment, I truly believed that therapy was all I could do. That, I mean, I was so naive to all of that other stuff because I was not in a grounded place within myself. I was all in my brain at that point. I could not possibly have gotten into my heart or soul at that point in 2020 middle of the pandemic we start a podcast I start doing all this wacky shit because I'm at home and I got nothing else to do right wacky and in quotes because I've got nothing else to do so I hook in with all these people that are healers in my local network and I'm like yeah sounds good they seem like great people and within six months of starting to do things like dance to work with my shadow, which who, who would think to do that? 
but because you're concentrating so much on the task at hand and the community that you're doing this with, it's like the accidental opening of shadow and embracing shadow because it's part of the work that you're doing. Like, I mean, it was unbelievable. The healing that took place within six months, I started to feel amazing, but then lost my contracts and had to start my own business. (laughs) And what it then just watched it grow. It continues to grow as I grow as a person, as I do all of these things. And it's like, Oh, you know, like you really, when I look back and be like, okay, there wasn't any growth there before in work because my work wasn't any part of me. There was no, there was zero integration of me and work. It was all brain. Like this is what you're supposed to do and no soul, no heart. I shouldn't say no heart, but like it wasn't coming from my heart. I had a bleeding heart and I felt bad for people, but that was about as far as I could lead them with my heart. And that's why I think it had to morph into what I do because seeing that, that profound change in my own life being like, okay, I can't ignore this anymore. I can't tell people not to go to a Reiki healer or not, not that I wouldn't, but I can't be of that elitist of no, no, no. The psychology way is the only way you, if you don't get therapy, you're not going to be healed. I have to be like, no, no, therapy is helpful. Absolutely. That talking piece is wonderful. It helps you because it's almost like that dance. You're while you're doing something, another thing comes in because you're concentrated on the task at hand. As we're talking, your downloads are coming in. And my my head is itching as I talk. Um, <laughs> but you know, watching people evolve faster really drives this for me to be like, oh, well, what else can I do to make not only my healing go faster and easier and feel more connected to the healing as my own, but how do I like continue to help people find their own healing through what I can give them? Well, and and not only that, but think about this, think about the clients that have said, okay, maybe I want to go down to just once a month. I'm feeling good. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling accomplished. I'm feeling like it's the success. Yeah. Cause, cause as you say, you've always said this, that you don't see therapy as a forever thing in a sense of we want people to, you want your clients to get to a place where you can feel they can regulate their emotions, mm-hmm. that they can handle and have resiliency when the stuff kind of hits the fan, but mm-hmm. yet they have the ability to bounce back and the ability to cope with it because of all the tools you've given them and you've shared mm-hmm. with them. You want that. And it's not to say they can't call you in a moment and say, okay, I need an extra session. And you're Mm -hmm. like, great, but that's what you want. And I'm, you know, and it's using that intuition to help get them there faster. Yeah, absolutely. And it seems so counterproductive sometimes business wise, (laughs) people are like, what? I'm like, no, you know, like the first question I ask people is like, well, how often do you want to come? They're like, what do you mean? Like, what do you think? It's your first intuitive decision. (laughs) right off the bat and you can change your mind and we will change it all up Yeah, because you have to drive this. You have to be the driver because if I'm the driver, you'll never get off the bus. No, no, because people it's, 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 and for some it is, I mean, for me, I think for me, because I, I work with so many other people in their energy fields and in 
with, yes. you know, with them. I think I need the therapy more often, mm-hmm. um, like once a week, because mm-hmm. not only am I working through some of my own stuff, that's pretty hot topic, hot button things right now and healing my trauma. Um, it's because I also need a place to energetically kind of slough off things mm-hmm. and have realizations that when I'm overwhelmed, cause like, I didn't realize I felt disconnected until my session, my therapy session Friday. Like I felt disconnected from my friends. I hadn't gone to Friday night dinners with them. Like we used to, we have Friday night dinners. I hadn't been to one in three weeks. Like no wonder why I felt like very isolated because I was isolated. Right. Um, and it, but sometimes talking it out helps me get there. Yeah. And it, instead of being in my own head and wondering why I'm feeling this way, as I'm talking it out loud, I'm like, oh, I get it. And she's like, you good? Good. Our session was 30 minutes because I was you know, exhausted, but I was done by 30 minutes. You know what I mean? So it was, yeah, I, I just, for me, I love therapy and I, cause, because I help others, I tend to, I feel I need it a little bit more. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's talking of trauma. Those of you who know us from the beginning know that we created something we used to call reveal and release. So we a generic name. Yes. We didn't like that. We didn't like what it stood for. We, we just weren't connected. I wasn't connected. I was like, I wasn't every time she said it to me, I would just be like, <laughs> like, I would have this like deadpan face of like, yeah. And I wasn't excited about it. So we were, we were riffing one day and, and the, and the words kind of came to us of calling it a trauma cleanse. And that's what it is. Love it. You work with Vanessa on the intuitive counseling side with Vanessa about understanding what the trauma is, maybe discovering what that is. Um, maybe you've discovered it and want to work through it with her. You, she works her magic with you. And then when we, when we're releasing anything, whether it's energy, emotion, um, whether it's trauma, whether whatever cellular memory, because we store it in our bodies. And so we need to let, we need to also release it from our cellular memory and we also need to bring in that, that replacement energy. And we don't want that va- vacuum to occur when we're releasing something so that you have the ability to like bring in something that you don't want. You want goodness, you want love, you want en- good energy, good light, light mm-hmm. energy that makes you feel empowered, makes you feel good. You want that. So that's where I come in. We do an energy session. We work with you know, making sure we're releasing it from not only your cellular memory, but your energetic fields as well, because it's all there. And we also, of course, bring in that light to heal, to really heal that space and not create that vacuum. So that is something that I really feel that um, is a great uh, session. Um, It can happen over multiple days and meaning that you can have a session with Vanessa. And then the next session with me isn't for like till the next day. It can be, mm-hmm. you know, if our, if our uh, schedules align and we get it right, we can do it the same day. Um, there's many different variances and everybody needs something different. Sometimes you need a day after Vanessa works with you to really process what you've experienced mm-hmm. and you may have additional questions and you may be like, okay, then I'm ready. Then I'll be ready. Like the two days after, because you want time to integrate what you experienced. So we really kind of customize it to what's needed in the moment. Cause we know that not everybody's trauma is created equally. Um, 
but how much does a session like this cost Vanessa? Well, our regular prices, because, you know, I feel like I love a repeating number is 222, which yeah. is a discount. Huge. Um, and here and there, we offer discounts <laughs> on top of what that discounted price would be. If you had to, if you scheduled with both of us, you would pay more money than that. Um, if you scheduled separately. Um, so keep your eyes and ears out for those, those coupon codes that will come in for, um, you know, a little added discount. If you go to a MeWe fair, you're going to get a discount. <laughs> so just know that, that if you, uh, if you're interested in, in that session and it sounds really, really good to you, um, hop on one of these, these, um, MeWe fair panels or, um, you know, uh, fairs and you, you will definitely get that discounted price. Even our panel coming up, it is a very deep, you <laughs> discounted friends. I, that's like one and a half of my sessions is what you're going to pay. Like, and with Vanessa on top of it, it's like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the regular price of it is, is cause you're getting two practitioners at once. Um, yes. so it is really valuable. So mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you come to our panel on May 21st, you will mm-hmm. also ha- be able to have that discount um, for attending the whole um, panel and to just show support. And yeah, that discount will be available for those who have come to that as well. Yeah. Very so, exciting. Yeah. And I wanted to highlight, I feel like every time that we describe it, I'm always like, do people know how important this is? (laughs) Like, like, I feel like, again, when we talk about my own journey, there was so much that I learned from alternative healers that I would have never understood. You know, I remember getting Reiki in high school. Okay. It was, I mean, (laughs) I forget her, her name. She was the one who ran peer outreach, which is the whole friggin' reason why I'm a therapist. But, um, she provided Reiki during class. And I remember being like this at the time I was like, this is like some witchcraft type, like what is happening right now? I can't deal with the fact that you didn't actually touch my body. And I feel this way. It was amazing. It was a long time ago. And I forgot like truly because of my fear of what was happening and not understanding, not being able to wrap my head around it. And then I got like into all of this stuff and, and it, it just became really abundantly clear that I had to pay attention to my energy body and not just my psychology brain and heart and what I believe was my soul, right? That that energy body, if that energy is not good, none of these things are going to be a hundred percent, you know, feeling good. And when you talk about backfilling with light, I cannot stress enough how fulfilling that is, how necessary it is to do that. Because think about what happens after a therapy session where you open up something really traumatic. If you are still like in baby coping skills mode, you're going to do something destructive, most likely, to be honest. It's varying levels of destruction, but it's something to try to fill the void 
that was just opened up to heal the wound that was just opened up. We may overeat, we may go, you know, on some sort of, you know, self-destructive relationship journey where we start to sabotage things because we don't, because of how we feel and the, the value of being able to open up something and then allow love to wash over you and through you so that you don't walk away wanting to like soothe your (laughs) wound because it's already been soothed. Like I cannot express that enough to you. And again, like we created this. So I've never seen this as an existing um, thing together, but I do know that that's what had to happen for me. That's what I loved about some of the things that I was doing is that I would talk to people, but then I would go to my Koya class and I would dance with my shadow and I would cry and I would open up with the women in the circles and allow the love to backfill and feel like there was light in my life after I had just stood in front of my shadow that I had been hiding for so long. I never walked away feeling bad. Ever. I always walked away feeling lighter, like something had been released. So like, please don't discount (laughs) the fact that you can, you can work on your trauma, but you have to have light with it. You have to, if you want this to be, if you want it to feel good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and it's, it's a complete thing because when you were, when we're releasing trauma, we're rewriting our brains wiring. And when our brain, our lovely brain, who has been created by trauma and their fail-safes has, doesn't have that anymore. It goes rogue. It goes kind of crazy because it's like, wait a minute, what, what, we don't have that belief system anymore. I, this doesn't compute and it kind of goes freak, which is why we have upset, which is why we started to like, but as I said, overeating, maybe we're, we're, we're doing something to self-soothe because it doesn't feel right. When, when you create a, when you're healing a trauma that you've lived your life, having your whole life, you created a way of life with your trauma. You take that away and you're in, you, you release it, you heal it. You have understanding you're slowly beginning to diminish the effects of that trauma. You need to have something, a new practice. You need to know and learn how to live without your trauma. And that's why some people are stuck in their trauma because they don't want to leave what's comfortable. Mm -hmm. So if you think about it, when you have the ability to shift using light, using energy work, using, you know, even, even physical massage therapy helps with that too when you're doing that type of work and you have that back and filling of that space and cleansing of that space, you begin to learn how to create reaches. You begin to feel like you're not missing something because there's no vacancy. Because what happens when we feel vacant or we feel like isolated or we feel there's something missing, we're going to go fill it with something and it ain't going to be good. Mm -hmm. So when we can, use our our abilities to heal and have light and fill that you're more likely going to be successful without needing that trauma in your life yeah you won't take a step backwards just take a step forwards to take a step backwards and that's really what it feels like is like a shuffle right like i healed so much or i thought i healed so much and now i did something that makes me feel bad yeah 
Yeah. 100%. 100%. So I'm, you know, I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. So I just, I, I feel like it happens every time because I almost feel like, and in in, in this is an aside again, like, hey, hey welcome to the random podcast, um, <laughs> which has been random the whole time. Um, I can remember it was only recently, which I'm a little sad that it was only recently that um, I either was told this or I heard it right? Which can be two different things. People can tell you something your whole life and you only hear it once when you're ready to hear it. Um, but it, and and it resonated so much with the kind of person that I am. I want to be the bridge. I want to take a person who is like, what (laughs) over to, Oh, I get it. Even if I don't want it, I get it because I feel like the more we do that, the more commonalities we find within each other, the less division. I mean, there's a absolute, like I have an agenda a hundred percent, but what this person told me, it was a business related thing, but I watched her trying to help somebody create a program. And when she asked what it was, the lady went off and told it. Now the lady who was doing it was a healer like me. I understood everything she said. I thought it was great. I was like, oh my God, this is unbelievable. This lady cuts her off and says, real people don't talk like that. You're talking way over their heads. They don't, nobody's going to buy your program if they don't understand what it is. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. And since that point going forward, I have tried to be really conscious about like, well, the person who doesn't understand what that word is, how do I make them understand what that word is? Because I want them to connect to it and really watching my own language and being like, when I use big psychology terms, I may sound smart, but you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So you maybe don't care. And it may be something you do need to hear and maybe something that will help you. But if I'm over here, you know, thinking that I need to say the the right word because it's, you know, scholarly, (laughs) like I'm just leaving you in the dust. You're not going to get my help. So when I think of our trauma cleanse, even with the reveal and release that we were using before, I was like, we are not, we're not using the words that people need to hear. They need to understand what's happening. They need to understand what it feels, what it is to dig. They need to understand what it is to backfill. Like I know what that word means. I want you to backfill with light. You may be like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) What does that feel like, look like? Well, yeah, we're going to tell you so that you know that, so you know what's going to happen and you can feel it. And so I feel like every time we talk about it, it's like, it's almost like I can't over explain enough how, (laughs) like, (laughs) how amazing it is because I'm like, just I want everybody on every level to understand like the true power of this yeah not because we do it because if if you find somebody else somewhere that's doing this please just go do it like it's not even just about us just do it (laughs) yeah because it's we you know we want for all of you to have healing wherever the healing is needed wherever it's necessary for you whether you're well on your journey or whether you've just started, you know, whatever, wherever you're at, we want to meet you there. And this is something that's useful to all parts of the journey. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So friends, you need to try, even if you need to cleanse the trauma of not believing in spirit, we can help you. We can help you open those floodgates yep. on the other side. Because we've been there. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. So friends, we have streamed consciousness at you for the last hour and 45 minutes. I hope <laughs> that you've had fun with us. You've laughed with us. You've gone down memory lane with us. You've, you've heard our personal updates and, and where we're at in life, as well as what we're offering. We hope that, um, that you come join us May 21st on our panel, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And we hope that if you need us, you will reach out to us. Um, our info is at the end. And as always, Angels at gmail.com. It's not really hard to remember. So email us, go to our website, DM us on Facebook, Instagram, you know, connect with one of us that you know, whatever it is, just reach out to us. We love you and we're here for you. And we will see you guys next week. Yes. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. More deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast. I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you're worthy, and the world needs your light.